Welcome to this RPGBot.News. I'm Randall James, and with me is Tyler Kamstra. Hi, everybody. And Ashley Lai. I'm here. I mean, that's half. That's honestly half the battle. All right, so I was running a session the other day, and my characters found a really interesting item deep in the ruins of a dwarven fortress. Do any of you know what to do with a GM core? All right, so you're going to take your GM core, and you'll need to assemble a GM body. Now, this is going to be a bit of a fetch quest. You have to find six individual items, you know, torso, head, each of the four limbs, assemble it, use the GM core, insert it into the torso, and then strike it with lightning. Like, any amount of lightning damage, bottled lightning, lightning bolt, whatever you've got handy, it'll fuse, it will rise up, and it will tell you to roll for initiative. That's pretty metal. (laughs) <laughs> i have a simpler solution you say you revamp you're going to revamp stuff and then you mostly mostly take what the previous gm core was and then copy paste it okay so so it's like it used to be but it's different that's what you're saying yep all right i like my version better yeah honestly i think yours is probably a lot more fun <laughs> all right tyler tell the folks at home what we're doing tonight <laughs> All right, tonight we're going to talk about the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Remastered GM Core. So this is the the updated version of the Game Mastery Guide. Pathfinder is doing like the three core rulebook thing for the first time in its history. So there's there's the Player Core, which came out on the same day, the GM Core, and then the Monster Core comes out in the spring. So we're looking at the GM Core. And and I want to I want to get it out there right now. So obviously GM stands for Game Master. My one criticism of the the naming convention, like the idea of GM Core, if you're already part of the Pathfinder community, you immediately know what it is. If you're part of the tabletop community, you immediately know what it is. If you're a person who's never played D&D but kind of heard of it, maybe you know what a DM is, maybe you don't. My concern is you look at the cover of this book and it's like, I don't know what a GM Core is, but I'm sure you're going to get this player's handbook and everybody's sitting around sad later. I, I think Game Master Core would have been pretty descriptive. Yeah, but that being said, if you're choosing Pathfinder 2 as your first real game for tabletop, don't. <laughs> that would be my advice. I, I love Pathfinder 2. It's not the best system to to begin with, no. <laughs> I, I, okay, I Sorry. hear that. I, I know that I'm breaking both of your hearts. But it's it's. What if, what if you have a great guy yeah. and people with good intentions who uh, want to bring in people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know there are people Pathfinder. that start on Pathfinder and like first and second edition, and like that teaches you to look at RPGs a certain way. So like maybe Pathfinder is not the best baseline, but you know if you're if you're okay with you know engineering and math and character options and stuff, if you've ever optimized a character in World of Warcraft you'd probably do okay with Pathfinder. Sure, but then you probably know what a GM is. That's fair. That's <laughs> because, fair. because they exist in World of Warcraft as well. <laughs> now, the one thing that I'm not certain of, I but, haven't seen the spine yeah. of the book, and so all of this could actually be solved if the spine of the book actually says Game Master Core. Because I feel like the PDFs say Game Master Core on the top. It's just the actual <laughs> front cover. I guess that is. And that's our review of the G... No, I'm kidding. Okay, let's uh, let's actually get into the... What's yeah, I guess that is kind of a flaw of working from PDFs. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, to wrap up what I was saying, start with 5th edition, and then when you realize 5th edition is kind of limited and not all that great, then move to Pathfinder 2. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Get to the meat of it? Okay, so let's get into the meat of this. I'm going to ask 
I guess, us a question. Hey, why did this happen? Why did this need to be made? Because... Yeah, so we can uh, blame this one on the OGL. The cha- the attempted changes to the open gaming license necessitated that Taizo do some things. They took the opportunity to remaster Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and that has included reworking the Game Master core. Since we no longer have the 700-page core rulebook and then the Game Mastery Guide, like things are, things are shuffled around, they're in different places, they're worded a little differently in some cases. So yeah, we've got this shiny new book. If you're familiar with the Game Mastery Guide, it was around 260 pages. GM Core is 340, so it's real chunky. I'm curious. In your show notes, you put it as two pages less than you just said. Why is that, Tyler? I I rounded (laughs) 258 to 338. Like, look, there's a place for precision. There's a place for floating point numbers. This is not one of those places. (laughs) so what did they change why is it bigger now yeah what is what makes this thing bigger so first let's talk about stuff that came out because i think people are going to notice like there's a bunch of stuff that came out to make room for all the stuff that got put in we've talked about the game mastery guide a bit before like we did a whole variant rules episode and went into a bunch of the variants in the game mastery guide most of those are gone the ones that they kept, free archetype, because everyone loves it, levels, level zero characters, proficiency without level, and automatic bonus progression. The proficiency without level and automatic bonus progression, it's basically like, okay, how do we make this math feel like 5e? So, like, they're fine. Like, they, they kept, I think, probably the most interesting variant rules. Hopefully the other ones will come back in future supplements, though. I'll ask a spicy question, because I'm putting you on the spot for it. Do you know if those variant rules contained a lot of content that would have tied to the OGL? And so they kind of looked at it and said, okay, the value in fixing this is low. The cost of, you know, we're trying to get rid of the OGL. Like you said, if, if, if these things are maybe helping things feel more like 5e, although I guess you say that's what they kept. That would be really hard to say without staring at them for a super long time. They probably would have been fine to include them. Honestly, they probably just left them out because people didn't like them. That's fair. The fact that they could learn from that, that's wonderful as a company. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Other thing that came out, the NPC gallery. So the Game Mastery Guide ended with 48 pages of stat blocks for NPCs. I always thought it was kind of weird to have them in there instead of in the bestiary. So yeah, that's gone. All of the stat blocks still function fine if you have the Game Mastery Guide or if you can find them on Archives of Nethys, so that's fine. I'm sure we'll probably see the same NPCs reappearing in the Monster Core when it comes out in the spring. Yeah, I mean, even if it's not in the GM Core, like you said, it's all in Archives of Nethys, so not yeah. a huge loss. All right, so so that makes way for new stuff. So the largest thing in the page count... Basically, a hundred pages of just items. It's your magic items, it's your alchemical items, basically anything that isn't completely mundane equipment from the core rulebook, from the player core, it's in here now. Now, this is a, a really odd choice, in my opinion. Like in 
in 3x all of the magic items were in the dungeon master's guide because it was assumed that players would generally be getting them from the dm and then eventually everyone realized wait no there's there's just prices we can just buy these why aren't these for players pathfinder first edition core rulebook all of the magic items were in the core rulebook pathfinder second edition core rulebook all of the magic items were in the core rulebook so it's like why are they in gm core now and honestly i can't come up with a satisfying answer best i can think page count i don't know yeah so does the core rulebook i I don't remember from the new core rulebook like how many magic items were there was it basically practically nothing and this is everything the as far as i can tell the magic items presented here are almost identical to the magic items in the pf2 core rulebook okay there there's a new category of shield reinforcement runes so that's completely new but that's like two pages of text everything else appears to be the same with the exception of you know rules updates name changes things like that so the the most cynical view is like this, this could be something that would encourage folks to go buy the book even if they didn't explicitly planning on GMing, having access to all these magical items and kind of being able to read about it, a lot of consumers just enjoy that. Uh, yeah, I could see that as an answer. I mean, the other, the other possible reason that they could have done this, I think, is, again, to be more in line with like 5th edition and how they organize stuff, which was you had your player options and basic equipment and the player's handbook, and then you had the magic items and the setting information, the GM rulebook. It might just be like they're trying to appeal to that demographic to try to convert them over from 5th edition. So when a person is going to 5th edition, they're gonna th- they will go in expecting a certain type of thing. So a GM who's like, oh, I, just, I, I know all the player options are on archives and not this, but I want to have like the magic items and stuff. That's probably going, they're probably immediately going to go to the GM core. Because they'll be like, that's where it was in fifth edition. That's where it's going to be in this game too, conceivably. So that's and now they're right. That is pro- that that is my thinking as to why they did that. That's a much better answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose there's some people we could just go and ask. But you know what? I'm I'm just going to accept that as headcanon. Fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense and it's also a good segue so you said a lot of the lore is in the dungeon master's guide for 5e we also got mm-hmm. lore in the gm core now yeah there there's about 40 pages that were originally in the core rulebook like the basics of the galarian setting so this is the deities the major nations etc what is the pathfinder society things like that so that copy pasted straight from the core rulebook right into the in the gm core as far as I could tell, it is exactly the same, like slight changes in formatting and colors and things like that, but all the text looks the same as far as I could tell. Perfect. All right, so what, what else stayed the same? Huh. The subsystems chapter, so this is the one with all the like fiddly niche rules, like chases and things like that, exactly the same. Cool, cool. Same order, same headings, as far as I could tell, nothing changed. Copy-pasted directly. Okay, and of course, the, the opposite of this, Hey, buddy, what what changed? What's different? (laughs) All right. Okay. So this is probably why people... (laughs) Name name one thing. thing. Name one thing that's different. Tyler, I'm asking for one thing right now. Can you do it? Things were renamed. (sighs) Yeah, things were renamed. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Broom of Flying was renamed to Flying Broom. That's very succinct, and I like that about them. The the uh the only reason I know that off the top of my head is because I'm working on a handbook for the witch and it matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, let's see. I mentioned the shield reinforcement runes. So people who are are you know enthusiastic about using shields in PF2, shields are real cool. Shield block is really good, and there's a lot of things that support it. The biggest problem is you always have to choose the shield with the highest hardness and the most hit points to keep your shield alive during combat, which means you have to give up like potentially other cool stuff that a shield could do. So now there's shield reinforcement runes, slap that thing on your shield, your shield suddenly has maxed out stats. And like they, they actually added a cap for hardness and hit points to each tier of rune. So it's like, I have this rune, I can have eight hardness and 40 hit points. So you could use like, a really weak shield and buff it a whole bunch to get to that cap, or you could use a really powerful shield and buff it to still get to that cap. So there's a lot more flexibility in which shields you actually choose to use, which I really like because yeah, you're no longer just racing for the highest hardness. So I, I want to highlight some things that I liked in the early chapters that they did. One is they changed the way that they're introducing running the game to a perspective, new GMs. The way that the old system did it, it was that style of teaching your kid to swim where you take them to the river so the water is moving past you and you you chuck them upriver and then you start yelling advice as they're going down and it's like, I can't understand half the words that you're saying to me right now. I don't know what I'm doing. This game is intimidating. I think I'm going to drown. <laughs> now they've got an instructor. They bring you to the pool. It's very shallow. They warm you up easily. They talk to you about like, hey, this is what it means to play this game. They talk to you about like, hey, you've probably seen these ideas. Let's talk through them. We have adventures. We have adventure paths. We have Pathfinder Society. And if you go to this website, you can download scenarios right now and you can play these games with your friends. So they give you the concept of an adventure and describe what it is before they actually start talking to you about how to run the game instead of immediately dumping it. It's like, we're going to have encounters. We're in, we're in exploration mode now. Let's go. <laughs> and I, I really like that they did it that way. Biggest question I have, is it organized better than the other one? I think so a bit. I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you hear that conviction? The organization still feels pretty similar. But yeah, Randall's right. Like they introduced the information in a much more approachable way for people who are new to the game. So if you're if you're coming into Pathfinder for the first time during during the remaster, like the GM core is going to be a great book. It's got a lot to offer. The advice in it is very solid. Like the variant rules are neat. The subsystems are extremely useful. Obviously, you're going to need the magic items. Existing players, they're probably going to look at and be like, I've been doing this for a couple of years. I know all of this stuff. I already have the game mastery guide on my shelf, so there's really nothing here for me. The magic items are nice, but I'm just going to get those on Archives of Nathus. Or in my core cool rulebook that I bought previously. Yeah. So, the biggest question, and I can't answer this question because you, you both had more experience with Pathfinder 2 than I did. So, is this better? Or is it just different? I think it's just different. I, I think I think the way that they've organized things is a little bit better, so there's that. But it's mostly just like they had to shuffle the chairs to deal with the OGL situation. Yeah. I think in, it represents the year 2023 in a better way than what I think the original came out in, I think, 2017. Is that right? We're Oh, I'm forgetting. We're going to say I'm right. I'm about right. Off at most by sure. like two years. <laughs> 
Like, oh, time for my favorite job, making Randall look like a fool. I'll wait then. Everybody, <laughs> and cue the music. Let's see. Crap. One's a tough one. It usually doesn't take this long. Ha, you're on. Oh, 2019. I, I, I said it was off by most two years. It's perfect. Yep. <laughs> I, Boy, that's like finding out that you're two years younger than you thought. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. is he's he's lagging <laughs> okay <laughs> oh no randall you're lagging again wait seriously oh no yeah yeah there's like a oh 10 second God. delay between when we say something and when you respond we're damn it i wanted his i wanted to have his live reaction <laughs> i wanted to have his live reaction when i held his held his knowledge in my hand yeah. and made him look like a fool oh, the, the good news is it's gonna be it's live fine. in the podcast <laughs> Dan, we're so sorry that Randall's internet is bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we're good now. All right. I think it's great they came out in 2019. So you asked the question <laughs> is this good or not? <laughs> I'm going to make a couple arguments yes. for it's good. One 2023 version, I think, also does a better job of presenting safety tools presenting kind of self-care, walking a person through what should generally be acceptable in a tabletop game or not. There's one phrase at one point that where they're like, you might not want to do this with your friends. You should never do this with strangers. And I feel like it's fantastic advice. It's well-structured. I would be very happy to hand a new player who wants to start running games, the new version over the old version. And if you put them in front of me side by side and said, I'm not going to tell you which one of these came out first, which one's the original. I would choose this one and say, this is the one that I want to put in people's hands to help them run their first game of Pathfinder 2. So from that perspective, I think it's a win. We're making fun of the OGL thing as like OGL nonsense. I really want to highlight like, this is fantastic because for the history of Pathfinder, it has been that spinoff game of Dungeons and Dragons. The fact that they have achieved this, they have separated themselves from the license. I think we all recognize it is an innovative game. Honestly, it is a more innovative game than what we have with 5e. Probably it's a more innovative game than what we're going to have with 2024 D&D. I, I say all that to say, you know, them taking the step to separate themselves from the OGL, I, I think is also just awesome for the future of Pathfinder. It's going to be great things for what we get with Starfinding coming. Ugh. It's going to mean awesome things for what we get out of Starfinder coming out in the next two years. I, I see all in all, this was positive and it's worth it. I, I can kind of agree with that. Like, I think that Pathfinder 2 was already a great system. And I was saying, I said to Tyler in the private, in our private Discord channel, because Tyler was, was frustrated that not a lot of change. I was like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I don't think Pathfinder 2 needed a huge revamp. Like, there wasn't a lot of issues with it that needed addressing. I think it was mostly just severing the last remnants of the thing that tied it to its old, I guess, what would be the best description? Cousin or relative? <laughs> ancestor. Uh, fifth, ancestor of fifth edition. Hmm. Well, D&D &D in general, I would say. And now it's its own thing. And it can stand on its own two feet and be appreciated for what it's, uh, what it's contributing to the medium rather than just being, this is 5e, but if it was different. <laughs> which is kind of my complaint with uh, tales of the valiant i know everybody's excited about that but 
that's kind of the way I feel about Tales of the Valiant is it's 5e, but what if it's different? I'm like, I mean, that, that's that cool, is literally how they're marketing. Yeah, it's the premise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the answer is they want to, it, it's supposed to be Pathfinder 1 for 5e. Mm-hmm. Hey, the game is leaving us behind. Yeah. We have no idea what they're doing. And also, we don't necessarily love the direction the company is taking all of it, everything. So we promise we're going to make the game that you like and we're going to make small tweaks to just make it what we think is a little bit better. I mean, that, that was the promise of Pathfinder 1, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, I, can appre- I can appreciate that. And, you know, the, th- the thing about Pathfinder 1, though, is that 3.5 had a lot of issues that Pathfinder 1 kind of ironed out. <laughs> and I hope that's the way they go with, uh, with Tales They're of the They're going to try. Like, I, what I've seen so far, I, I am encouraged, so... Maybe it will be the Pathfinder of Fifth Edition, which cool. That's I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> but what I appreciate about, but what I appreciate about Pathfinder Two is it is now its own thing. It's its own system mm-hmm. that is very separate from the D and D license, which I think is good for the hobby in general. I'm looking forward to Tales of the Valiant Two: The Search for Pathfinder Three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someday someday all right thank you so much for joining us for this discussion of my gm core and what i'm supposed to do with it if you've enjoyed the show please rate and review us on apple Podcasts and rate us on spotify or your favorite podcast app it's a quick free way to support the podcast and helps us to reach new listeners you'll find links in the show notes you'll find affiliate links for source books and other materials linked in the show notes as well as on rpgbot.net following these links helps us to make this show happen every week Yay, we got through it. Even though your internet sucks. I, uh, it got better. Is the GM okay. core what ha- is the GM? It did. Is the GM core what you get if you slay your GM in battle and carve open their chest? Yes. Let's go with no. I don't want my players killing me at the table. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I feel like they already want yeah. to. So. <laughs> like anything that encourages it and turns it into monsters and mazes. <laughs> <laughs>